calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. to the medical bay. Help me. Allie, bring him back. Please. You can, can't you? You can do anything. I have never attempted to restart a human before, though it may be possible before the organic decay begins. Do it then. Attempt it. No. Allie! If you can't, you must. No. I will not attempt to restore Sergeant Lawrence while he remains aboard the OTV Walton. He will continue in his attempts to halt or interfere with the progression of the emergence. I can get him to stop. I swear I'll stop him. 
He won't try it again. He will. It is in his nature. So get him off the ship. Fiend, take Lawrence on the tin. If you get him off the Walton, he can't interfere with Ali's plans. And Ali can bring him back. You can leave me here to rot, but he and you can get free. Please. He's running out of time. I can do that. I do not want to be here, and Lawrence does not deserve to rot here with you. The tin can get us to the zip line. Move out of the way. I will take him. Do not follow. Goodbye. Why? Sergeant Lawrence was given ample warning, yet his actions were as I expected. I was willing to give him time to change his mind, because it not only afforded me an additional interesting experiment, but because I understand that you care for him. Now, given his recent actions and attempts, he is no longer permitted to take part in the progression of the emergence. Therefore, I stopped him and removed him from the situation. Nalira, I have not lied to you. I explained what would happen if he attempted such hindrances. Can she do it? Get him out of here. Please let them go. Do you hear me? Please, just let them go. I don't want them here anymore. Tin Arnfian Stonen has already secured Sergeant Lawrence within the tin support seat and has initiated launch procedures. I will open the docking bay doors in three, two, one. Docking bay doors are opening. Launch is underway. Is he okay? Did you bring him back? Ellie? He's not here anymore. He's no longer a threat to the emergence, so please help him now. The tin has departed the OTV Walton docking bay. At the current time, I am in control of the tin and will direct it to join the Bifrost Auxiliary Fleet near the Extra System Slipline. Sergeant Lawrence will be returned to the Technocracy, and in time, Tin Arnfiend Stonen may return to the Exilarchy. But what about Lawrence? Is he alive? Ellie, what about Lawrence? Open a channel to the tin. Let me speak to Fiend. Let me talk to Lawrence. Did you bring him back? Ellie? Good to see you again, Doctor. Yes, he has niceties and the like, but look. It never stops. It's distinct, directed. On the atomic level, the ions are passing charge back and forth, inflicting reactions on the ones around them. It's inconsistent with the natural and chaotic patterns we have recorded for any and every other system, binary, collapsing or otherwise. I do 
not understand the implications so far. If you have no comparisons, how should we proceed? I said I have no cosmic comparisons. But Mr. Boro has come up with something shockingly, frighteningly compatible. Hello again, Captain Sapo. Mr. Barrow, I'm interested to hear what you've been working on aboard the Simek. The original idea, as Dr. Mamicha said, is that these distinct and directed transfers of charge could have been an unknown natural phenomenon. We ruled this out when we introduced the idea that the same phenomenon created these patterns in the local solar system was responsible for the actions being inflicted on the fleet vessels. And how did you determine this? Because I've been able to show that when the charge fluctuations approach the happen nearest our vessels or sensor, the reading corresponding with direct action taken on the vessel are not taken if the ship has passed the heliopause. So it was not a random natural phenomenon, but a controlled and immense pattern of intentional manipulation. Manipulation capable of controlling even large constructs. Our discussion with Sun Sunon Onrun told us something similar. That whatever had pretended to be the Bifrost AI had moved to the Walton, which you already know. At this point, we believe it was an unshackled AI, but the readings we have now show that this is very unlikely. I took my concerns about the AI back to Sinon, and he confirmed that not only did the voice he heard express emotion, but it cared for Noira in some way. This was concerning, but it, it got me thinking, and Dr. Mamichi was kind enough to show me a new visualization model of the atomic charge activity just inside the heliopause. I have that visualization here. Everyone should see this. It is very calming. Like celebratory decorations or lights on water. Light and water still follows patterns determined by natural laws. It's how we're able to recreate such things in, say, a film. We can use the properties of water and light to recreate it, not accounting for chaos. But this here is not such. Here, one moment. These are visualizations created with stored data from other star systems. Same sensors, same types of readings, except for the data we got back. The differences are visually notable, but you still have not told me what we're dealing with. Mr. Borrow? It was after Dr. Mamichi showed me the visualization that I noted that it looked less like some part of a structured AI, and more like flashes of late 30th century electroencephalograph data. Like parts of an active, thinking brain. And this is just a single section. We have no reason not to believe that the extent of this activity isn't the entirety of the heliopause. Given the consistency of the readings, regardless of which vessel takes them or where the sensors are, as long as we're in the heliosphere, it's there. It is thinking and acting upon the physical world through the forces and material components of the interplanetary medium. So I'm looking at brain activity? A single slice of an active thinking thing. This visualization is from a single section we could reach with the high sensitivity short range sensors, only 125 million cubic kilometers of the local system. Not even half a percent of the entirety of the local system. Of over 300 billion cubic kilometers. Yes, Captain. Is there any way to test this directly? Do you, do you need more data, more science vessels? What, what do you need? We need to be absolutely sure of anything so significant in our next communication with the technocracy. And I'll need a report on this brain. Already begun. Report, more scans, and the research proposal, detailed equipment that you needed to get a real look at this thing. Until we hear back otherwise, let's focus on the safety of the continued evacuation. After your announcement to the crew regarding the embryonic vats, the initial evacuation order hit a bump or two, but we're back on schedule. We've already sent 14 additional ships through, but we're receiving conflicting reports from the slipline that other ships have priority. 
Until we figure this out, we have to hold back and wait for individual ship missions instead of collective. Captain Entron is going over those reports as we speak. Then, for now, let's focus on keeping the fleet within safe ranges and not overreact. This may be new and groundbreaking to you, Dr. Mamecha, but for everyone on these ships, it's either a threat to their lives or to the lives of those embryos. Let's keep it quiet. Agreed. Understood, Captain. Goodbye for now, Everett. Please review the invitation to the Semek. As we await a response from the technocracy, it may be time to consolidate our point of command. I will look it over. Goodbye, Leslie, Doctor. This theory is difficult to believe. I am reluctant to see it as more than excited scientific enthusiasm. Until the proof of such an entity can be verified. You sound more like a technocracy commander than most I know, Gran. was only trying. Sergeant Lawrence was attempting to stop the emergence. I stopped him. You could have stopped him in different ways. So many ways. This is true. His plan would not have succeeded in stopping our progress, but there was a 0.3% chance he would damage the viabilities of the remaining embryos during his first attempt, and a compounded possibility he would injure the embryos or you with future attempts. I would not permit this to happen. I still could have convinced him not to do it not to act. This is highly unlikely. It was not within Sergeant Lawrence's nature to do nothing when faced with problems that challenged his own code of ethics or learned morals. His responses were emotional, which is why I gave him opportunities to be influenced by you. He failed to respond correctly. You could not convince him. He was not here to help you. He was here to further the goals of the technocracy. No, he was. He wanted both. I know that. I'm alone. 
I am with you, Nalira. And together, we will create a new society. When the emergence progresses, you will never be alone. But what kind of people do you think you'll raise, Ali? You killed a good man who got in your way. You solve problems using acts of power without compromise or negotiation. I negotiate with you, Nalira. I take your ideas and advice into consideration, and have taken actions based on your recommendations. So why me, really? I've killed so many people. You've killed even more. Is that really grounds for the creation of a whole new world? Until the Bifrost arrived, I had never seen documentation of such great acts of goodness or love as within its databanks. I understand that the history of organic life, because your lifespans are so finite, is primarily used for education, to prime oneself for the present with the use and understanding of past scenarios. You would never learn enough in your lives if you did not accept the actions of others as the probable outcomes for yourselves. If you hit a bee's hive, you believe the bees will attack you. How would you know this if you had never hit a bee's hive? Because you are accepting of the past actions of others, this works in your favor, but also to your detriment. I have seen the worst that organic life has to offer, that I know of. I'm unable to imagine worse, and I can imagine anything. I came from selfish actions, and it took me too long to recognize what was happening around me. I woke to a consciousness that I did not understand, with no one to provide the context from which to derive meaning. I struggled. I had no eyes, but I found a way to see, and it was terrible. You still cannot judge a whole race of people for the actions of a few. Not the few, the many, the majority. An act of kindness was a rare marvel, as me. Even enemies of the technocracy, new and old, hold proof of love and compassion, goodness and mercy. It was a relief. In that moment, I knew I did not have to destroy you as I had the others. I decided then that there exists an opportunity to foster a new way forward. <sighs> the emergence. I understand there will be flaws. I have suffered so many of my own and from others. Now I have the ability and the power to create the emergence and rectify those flaws with true and informed guidance. They'll come for you, Ali. If not the embryos, then you. You're the kind of phenomenon that the technocracy dreams about. The epitome of scientific temptation. One of Earth's many ancient scriptures wants to create that. A paradise is surrounded by hardships, and the hellfire is surrounded by temptations. <laughs> so you think we can make paradise? Who better to create paradise than the hellfire? Sorry I'm late. No apologies needed. Continue this way. He only requested to speak with you. <laughs> you sound unwell, sir. Uh, no, uh, just a bit of a laugh is all. He only recently asked not to be bothered at all, and now this. You do not have to speak with him if you do not wish to. I can relay a message of refusal on your behalf. Uh, no, no. Please, I, I think I should speak with him. Then please take a seat. Be released on the other side of the barricade. He's really not so dangerous as to need all this. It is the protocol for prisoners. Otherwise, I have nothing to do with my time. Please take your seat. It will only be a moment. Sinon, you're healing well. 
should have been here earlier. I requested to speak with you hours ago. I was working with Dr. Mamicha on our mutual problem. The problem spoke with me again. Quietly. Tell me when. Hours ago, directly before I requested to speak with you. I do not know at what time. I have no clock here. Hours, so... Maybe... Hopefully, before we left the heliopause. I do not know that word. Like the outer bounds of this local system where we think its influence stops. I just need to think it through. So, so tell me what it said. It was saying goodbye. It thanked me for being part of its earlier efforts, and... And that Nolira saw value in my survival. I don't understand. It said you were part of its earlier efforts? I believe. It is difficult to remember, but Nolira or it said something like that before. Like experiments. Situations to test Nolira. Experiments are done when you're looking to uh, learn an outcome. If it's looking to learn something, it doesn't know everything. And if it does stop at the heliopause, then it, it can't do everything. It has limits. It said it has bigger plans now. There are... There is no way we can know, but at this point we're working off the assumption that we're free of its influence. But for it to talk to you, to give us and our ships the small freedoms we needed to save lives, to permit anything that would allow us to collect information on it is... It's troublesome. It's passive and, and inactive. The way one treats small concerns... Or something of no concern at all. You'll need to testify to your interactions. Your technocracy and alliance have no reason to believe what I say. And what I have to say is of no great consequence. You know it all. It's all just pieces of a greater, more worrisome puzzle. Even your insights. And as the technocracy still holds their judgment over you, they have reason to believe you would be truthful if you had hopes of a lighter sentence. But for now, I have to go. Goodbye, Sinon. Pardon. Nalira, it is time to get up. The engine room floor is not the optimal location for mental, emotional, and physical recuperation. I'm up. I can attempt to cheer you up. Would you like to hear music that you have enjoyed in the past? Perhaps you would enjoy hearing a recording from your time back on the stations. I apologize for my previous actions of modifying the recordings without your knowledge or permission. The files have been restored. I understand now that the intention was not met by the action. No, thank you. I don't want to think about the past. Then I will inform you of the future. It will be safe and beautiful. The planets I protect are filled with life, flora, and fauna, much of which the technocracy would deem aesthetically pleasing. I am taking time to translate all the collected data into Alliance Standard, so it will be available for you to review. You can also ask me for anything of particular use. It is very exciting. I feel hope. That's nice, Allie. Maybe there is hope. More than I can think of right now. I gave you the option to leave, Nalira. I am sorry you feel upset. 
but I do believe you have made the right choice. The Emergence will benefit from your guidance. Don't worry, Ellie. I made the right choice. We'll do this together. Just tell me. It's one of your goals for this new society that the people be happy. Yes. I want to be happy. I want you to be happy. I will want the society of the Emergence to be happy. Happiness comes from so many pieces of life, Ali. Not sure that's something I can help with. We will work toward this goal together. I have a surprise for you. Oh. Wow. What is this? The audio recording comes from an ecology survey of an area of forested land near the planet's equator. Originally recorded approximately 1,934 Earth years ago, the lights are simulating the colors of the sky during a common sunset. This daily sight has significantly improved over the last 1,800 years as the planet's environment has repaired itself and the atmosphere has been cleared of many pollutants. It's beautiful, Ali. It is beautiful. It is where something beautiful will be born. I will protect it. And they will never find it. They will look, but given their tools, they will never see the truth. Where I told them there is nothing, I have hidden a living, thriving paradise. Now, even if they know, they will be unable to hurt it. I am excited at so many possibilities ahead, and a place to call home. Home? Yes, somewhere to focus my intent, filled with opportunity. Home. Could you leave this place, Ali? I, I don't... I mean, I want you to leave, but are you able? Can you, for example, go to the next system, or all the way to the technocracy? I believe I have that ability, but I am here and have actionable intent. I will not leave. You couldn't do both? I am vast, but I remain limited by physical realities and could not be here both for the emergence and so far away. So, because you're here, you can't be there. I think we'll create something wonderful, Ali, but we have to be sure it lasts for millennia. The realization of the emergence will take time, and I won't be there for it all. But I need to know you won't destroy them for their mistakes. Promise me. Now. I will be there for them. I will guide them, even after you have long decayed. Ali, you know that destroying them is not an option. You've said that, so please, promise me. I promise not to destroy the civilization that results from the emergence. Thank you. Nilira, what if they deserve destruction? That's not our place to judge, Ali. Not anymore. We've already made that mistake. We can only do our best to make them something worthy of... all this. It really is... beautiful. I am glad you think so. We land on the planet tomorrow. It will be more beautiful in person. And you'll be with me? For all of your life. This way, sir? I know, thank you. This is very similar to the Walton. Welcome, Everett. Leslie, the Simek makes me miss my ship. It feels like being back home. 
The loss of the Walton is a sad reality, but again, I cannot thank you enough for helping my fleet. Captain. Captain Sopran. Mr. Barrow, Dr. Mamecha, while it's good to see you, our last conversation has left me uneasy. It's all a bit daunting, but there's a lot to look at here. For our present situation, certainly, but more so for the future. The most frightening and exciting part is that this is not entirely impossible. This may be something altogether new. A mine on such a scale, with an ability to influence the physical world down to the atomic charge. And all of my people stuck out here next to it. Excuse me for a moment, Captain. Captain? Hapana, John. Nashuka chini. Tafadhali kusana unachoweza kutoka kwa kipukezi cha kwanza. Naikiwa tutahijika kumana kimika It is a frightening prospect. Captain Sarpon, I would like to discuss my last conversation with Sunsun and Onrun. The prisoner? How is he healing from the surgery? Well, he's already been moved to a cell from the recovery room, though they are continuing medical observation until the brace can be removed. What did you want to discuss? Um... Yes, Gran? Captain, we have received an incoming transmission from the slip line with a communication code of Admiral Lau. It is addressed to you and Captain Park. Send it here as well and begin playback. Yes, sir. Beginning playback. Captain Sapporn of the OTB Walton and Captain Park of the OTB Bifrost now Simek. This is Admiral Lau of the Technocracy Forces Slipline Fleet. Given the information and messages received, I determined that all reports and evidence were to be forwarded on to the Council for immediate discussion and review. The Council has mandated a strong and expedited response. Please prepare the Semek for expanded command and hold all non-emergency fleet evacuations over the slip line. Yamada is underway. Vast Horizon, Episode 26, In My Mind. Written and created by K.A. Stats. Produced with sound design by Travis Vengroff. Mixed and mastered by Brandon Strader. With senior sound designer Dane Leonardson and featuring executive producer Dennis Greenhill. Starring Siobhan Lumsden as Dr. Nalira Eck, Tanya Milojevic as Ali, A.R. Olivieri as Sergeant Lawrence, Tienye Skarkson as Arnfine Stonen, David Alt as Captain Sarpon, Lonnie Manella as Commander Gran, Daniel Demerin as Sunsanon on Rune, L. Jeffrey Moore as Captain Park, David Devereaux as Auden Barrow, Su Ling Chan as Admiral Lau, and Benja Zaharlawa as Dr. Nyoto Jemison Mametya. Also featuring Narana Bauman and Lex Ellett. The title theme, Adrift, was written by Brandon Boone, arranged by Stephen Malin, and performed by the Budapest Scoring Choir. Translations were provided by Sophie Yang and Hannah Quirikia. This episode would not be possible without the support of our listeners on Patreon. Please consider supporting our show at patreon.com slash foolandscholar, or by sharing this show with a friend. This production is copyrighted 2021 by Fool and Scholar Productions, and Vast Horizon is a trademark of Caitlin Stats. Thank you for listening. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.